The MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over or under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our relaunched merch store where you can get all your favourite SGPN gear. Just go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And welcome everybody to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am coming to you from Newcastle Fontaine in this corner of England. Today is Thursday, the 30th of June, and we are here to handicap the games, I believe, for Friday, the 1st of July. Uh, we've got a little three-way going tonight. Uh, joining us first up. Uh, from Houston, Texas. Uh, the OG, Mr. Moonaf, Manji Moonaf. Hello, mate. How are you? Hi, Malcolm. How's it going, my man? Uh, I am. I will be honest. I will be a little distracted during this MLB Gambling Podcast because NBA free agency just opened up, so I'm just throwing that disclaimer out there. All right. So they open the free agency. Do people start signing immediately? Because this doesn't happen in football. Literally we open the window. Like crazy, and- yeah. Like, literally, like, like and everyone pisses around for a few days. Is this like are people going to be signing on the like on, on the minute? Yeah, like on the minute. Like the phones are going to be ringing by front office executives. Like so, it opened up at around five five p.m. Eastern, so that you know that phone is ringing at for free agents around four fifteen or yeah four fifty nine with fifty nine seconds. <laughs> Okay, uh, exciting times. Uh, Noah, are you keeping an eye on the uh, on the base baseball on the basketball as well? Yeah, it's kind of been crazy all over the place, and um, college football going like crazy as well. Um, all these teams changing conferences that just came up out of nowhere. So right when you think that baseball is center stage, it turns out that there are other sports. <laughs> Uh, Moneyball came on my TV about 20 minutes ago when I was sitting. Uh, so I'm just watching Brad Pitt in the dugout. I think they're about to go on the streak. Uh, so I'll keep you informed on that. Um, <laughs> we are already, uh, there's been one game today, uh, and it was a beautifully handicapped game uh, by us four yesterday. We had a we had a rare four-man pod yesterday, and I think we all took Minnesota-Cleveland uh, on the under, and it never looked like going over. I had the fear because it got to the bottom of the ninth and it was 3-3. Three, three. It looked like it was going to go to extras, and you always get the fear that there's going to be four or five runs in extras. Um, but Andres Jimenez hit a two-run walk-off uh, for Cleveland, and they've played this eight-game series. Um, Cleveland won five of them, and all five have been won with the last at-bat of the game which has got to be like a gazillion to one shot. Um, absolutely stunning stuff. Josh Naylor uh, was doing his dinger. Like he, uh, he nearly hit a walk-off uh, again tonight, as he had done last night. Uh, so that's been a fun series. But yeah, that was a, a nice little uh, example of a, of a well-handicapped MLB game. Uh, so we've got 15 of those uh, to get to for tomorrow. So we will crack straight on. Uh, we'll head to a bit of a funny one first up. It's the... 2.20 Eastern first pitch between the Boston Red Sox and the Chicago Cubs. Rich Hill, the lefty, 
goes for Boston and we believe it's Adrian Sampson who's going for the Chicago Cubs. Uh, there are no lines um, for a couple of reasons. Obviously, the win factor and also Adrian Sampson is a question. He's officially uh, being declared. That's what uh, is consensus where you think is going. Uh, we'll throw this to you, Moona, first up. Uh, Boston with Rich Hill against Chicago Cubs and possibly Sampson. Yeah, um, Rich Hill on the mound, like you mentioned, for the Boston Red Sox. He's 4-4 four and four so far this year. For the Boston Red Sox, left-handed pitcher, as we all know, he has a 4.09 ERA overall, uh, but on the road so far this year, he's 3-1 and one with a 2.50 ERA. So definitely been a lot more solid at home. Sorry, on the road for the Boston Red Sox. At home, he has a 6.49 ERA. So uh, Rich Hill, you know, he has a lot of familiarity with the Chicago uh, Cubs organization. And, and, you know, he started his career there the first, I believe, four years he was with the uh, Chicago Cubs. So, you know, he's been a journeyman. Uh, he has a lot of experience uh, going against this Cubs team as well. So uh, Adrian uh, Sampson, like you mentioned, he's uh, winless so far, doesn't have a decision. He did have his first start of this season. Last week against the St. Louis Cardinals in St. Louis, where he did go five innings, uh, had gave up two earned runs in that span, did five strike out five batters. But um, I just do like the uh, Boston Red Sox offense here. They've, they've really turned it around. Uh, they stuck a victory out against the Toronto Blue Jays uh, in their last game against the Blue Jays in Toronto. Uh, and I, I just like the way that they're playing right now. I know the Cubs have a game tonight. Uh, against the Cincinnati Reds. Not a travel situation for them, but I just feel like they have a better team coming in here in the Boston Red Sox. I'm going to continue riding here with the Boston Red Sox and uh, Rich Hill on the mound. Yeah, that was a good win for Boston. Uh, you're right about that, Moon. Uh, Noah, we come across to you here for this Boston at Chicago. I'll keep my handicaps nice and sweet. And also, I had to, for some reason, step away early in, in the podcast. I just wanted to apologize if Munaf or Malcolm had not hit out on it. Yes, the echo in yesterday's podcast hopefully will not happen again. So I just wanted to address that in this podcast. But um, Chicago is one of the worst home teams in the MLB this year. They're 14 and 26 inside Wrigley Field. And um, with Dick Mountain on the mound, he's pretty good on the road this year so we're gonna we're gonna uh tail rich hill and the red sox here in in really field um i didn't get round to handicap in this game um because like i say no picture uh and no lines and i'm quite relieved too because i don't want to handicap the chicago Cubs. i find them virtually impossible because uh, they're unbackable so you're trying to find different ways of getting finding an angle so yeah nothing for me on this one uh, but 14 other games and i promise you i'll find some selections uh in there next 307 eastern first pitch the tampa bay rays at the toronto blue jays and Corey kluber for the tampa bay rays will take on jose brios for the blue jays uh, who are a minus 140 home favorite Tampa Bay Rays are plus 120. The total here is set at nine. Uh, good looking matchup. Kuba uh, against Berrios. Lots of angles in for this one. Uh, Noah, what was your angle? So I don't. I didn't really find too many good trends here. Tampa Bay is eight and four in their last twelve games inside Rogers Center, and the Blue Jays over is hit in their last nine of ten games. However. If you want to classify this matchup as like good names going against each other, sure, but they have not really had the best of years. Corey Kluber, 
three and four on the year with a 3.45 ERA, six, six strikeouts, eleven walks, and seventy three innings pitched. His last start, his last six starts, have been pretty consistent. He gives up two or three runs along with a tank in each of the last six games through five innings. That's basically the distance that he goes. Um, and then they turn to the Rays bullpen there. And then for Toronto, Jose Barrios going today. He's five and four with a 586 ERA, 64 strikeouts, 20 walks, and 78.1 innings pitched. Uh, his last two starts were 3.2 innings against the Brewers. He gave up eight runs and then four innings against the White Sox where he gave up six. So honestly, I'm going to leave this one up to the listener's discretion, which guy they put their confidence in. I'm not going to give out a side. I'm just going to give out the over because I don't really trust either one of these guys to really keep this low scoring. Here we go. And I've Dylan's tools to fall back on tonight. I think we use, uh, we use Dylan as a bit of a crutch for these numbers occasionally. Uh, Moonaf, any strong thoughts on this race at Blue Jays game? No, I agree with uh, what Noah said. I mean, Jose Berrios has been absolutely struggling here for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays over his last um, I'm trying to look over his last three starts here. I just had the numbers in front of me. Yeah, he's gone a total of 22 innings for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. He's given up um, a total of, let's see here, um, six earned runs. No, that's not right. I'm sorry. What am I looking at here? Uh, this goes back to, I'm sorry. So his last start, uh, Jose Beers, he got roughed up. Uh, it wasn't very pretty for him. And I, I, echoing everything that Noah just said there, I do like the first five innings um, over. Uh, kind of just uh, cut chopping it in half. Corey Kluber in his last three starts against this uh, Blue Jays team, he's given up uh, three, two, and two. And that's all been before the fourth inning. So uh, pair that with the recent struggles of Jose Berrios. I'm going to go with the first five over in this game. Um, last night on the show, I handicapped Jeffrey Springs against Yusei Kikuchi in a game that's going to go off tonight. Um, it's pretty much exactly the same handicap. You've got a, a Tampa Bay pitcher with a relatively low ERA against a Toronto pitcher whose ERA uh, is five point something. Um, I came down on the side of Toronto last night. This time I've come down on the side of the over, uh, partly for the, the reason just mentioned, Moonap, is that um, Corey Klub is going to contribute two or three. Um and I think Toronto can beat them. Um, because I don't like the the, the Tampa uh, offense. We're talking about echoes. I'll, I'll echo what we mentioned last night. Uh, Yandy Diaz, G-Man Choi, Isaac Paredes. Um, it's not particularly stellar, uh, but I still think they should be able to get the Berrios for a few. But I think the Blue Jays can blow them away. So they've got the looks of a 7-3, 7-4. Uh, so that nine, um, I thought was perfectly uh, in the wheelhouse. Uh, and I will take the over. To finish, to finish uh, Munoff's handicap there, in his last 7.2 innings pitch, he's given up 14 runs. And in his last 17.2 innings pitch, he's given up 17 runs. So last two or three starts, however you want to extend that trend, it has not been very good for Jose Barrios. So runs, runs, runs is the answer. Uh, 6.05 Eastern first pitch is the St. Louis Cardinals at the Philadelphia Phillies. Miles Michaelis goes for the Cardinals and Bailey Falter Left-handed pitcher uh, is the pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies, who are a plus-125 home underdog. Uh, the cards are minus-145. Every time we refresh this page, this line changes by 15 points. It's gone from minus-150 to minus-130, back to minus-145, uh, all in the last 12 minutes. Um, Miles Michaelis is 5-5, five and five, uh, 257 ERA. 
This pitch 94 and two thirds with 78 Ks and a 0.96 whip. Bolter is 0-2, 450 ERA, 20 innings pitch, 13 Ks and a 140 whip. Um, Mikolas is just ticking boxes as a handicap. This ticks, ticks, ticks all the way along. Um, three earned runs in his last 21 innings pitch. Uh, walks are down, strikeouts are up. He's got a 2.53 road ERA. Everything points uh, to good things for Mikolas in the cards tomorrow. Walter hasn't done an awful lot wrong. Uh, appeared in seven games, three of which he started. I am slightly down on Philly, uh, as I mentioned yesterday. Uh, missing um, Bryce Harper. Um, they only scored one run, I believe, last night. Uh, didn't look like scoring many either. Now I'm in a bit of a quandary because the minus 150, I wrote two short question mark. I then saw minus 130, my eyes lit up. I was saying minus 145. Shop around, find a good price, take St. Louis. Uh, that's what I reckon. Moving off, what are you telling me? Yeah, I, I like Miglis here, man. He's been very consistent so far for the uh, St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, I mean, just looking at his numbers, um, like you mentioned, he's 5-5, five and five, but the ERA so far for him this year, 2.57. Whip is below 1. Uh, the splits are pretty much the same at home and road. I feel like the Cardinals are starting to play uh, better baseball here. Um, I'll go with the St. Louis Cardinals here. I didn't have much to add for the pitcher for the St. Uh, Philadelphia Phillies. We talked about the Bryce Harper injury yesterday. I think that eventually the offense will regress here a little bit. Um, you know, uh, we talked about yesterday Kyle Schwarber hitting home runs in the month of June, but uh, you're going to miss you when you're missing an all-star player and an MVP player like Bryce Harper. It's going to start having an effect at some point. I think it might start being in the series against these St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, no, is it three for three for the Cubs? Yeah, it's three th- three for three. Just like Malcolm said, shop around. And really, both of you guys kind of took most of the analysis that I was going to give on this game. It's July 1st, so uh, Schwarber's home run month has gone and passed now. <laughs> Done. Uh, I'll get him out of your fantasy team on your season. No. <laughs> trade him. Uh, buy, uh, sell, sell high, buy low. <laughs> you can have him. I'll trade him to you for someone. Uh, oh, you have him? Six, yeah, I do have him. Uh, I'll give you six, two pennies. Oh, okay, bargain. Uh, 605 <laughs> Eastern. First pitch, the Miami Marlins at the Washington Nationals. is Trevor Rogers, lefty, goes for Miami. And Josiah Gray is on the hill for Washington. Uh, Washington are a slight favourite, minus 125. Miami at plus 105. Totally ever set at nine. Uh, Munaf, um, on the face of it, not a thrilling match, but someone's going to win here, is it? Yeah, this is a pretty ugly matchup. Uh, Trevor Rogers, 5.86 ERA with a whip of 1.63 so far. Uh, he's been absolutely atrocious in Miami, but the ERA is much better on the road here, 4.23. Uh, for Trevor Rogers and a 1.49 whip. Josiah Gray has really turned it around, uh, Malcolm, for the uh, Washington Nationals. If you kind of take a look at what he's kind of done uh, over his last three starts, overall for the season, let me start with the numbers there. He's 6-4 and four with a 3.82 ERA in his last, let me see here, uh, pull up the exact numbers for you guys. I think it was over his last uh, five starts. He has gone a total of 29 innings pitched. Given up 16 hits, but only four earned runs in that span with an ERA of 1.24 and a whip of below one. And the strikeouts in that span are at 9.6 per nine innings. So he's been really good uh, over his last five starts. He seems like he's kind of found some form here over his last five starts. He has faced the Miami Marlins twice so far this season, so maybe that's some familiarity with this lineup. I know he did struggle against the Miami Marlins um, in those two starts. 
One start in Miami, six innings, he gave up three earned runs. And then in the other start in Miami, he went five, oh, sorry, at home, he went five and two thirds, gave up four earned runs. But he did strike out 10 batters in that game. But I may be looking at Josiah Gray um, strikeout prop in this game. Uh, but I do lean here with Josiah Gray in the Washington Nationals. Yeah, um, Josiah Gray is someone I've been quite sweet on. Josiah Gray, I believe, has the second best ERA um, amongst qualified pitchers in June. I think Ross Kriplin, um might be the leader. Uh, and then Josiah Gray is in there uh, in second place, I think it is. He's uh, yeah, a 1.13 ERA uh, in the month of June, which concludes uh, this evening. So um, Washington are playing a little bit better as well, actually. They put a few runs up at the bottom. They've only played Pittsburgh this week. Uh, but they've done okay. Uh, Soto, Cruz, look a little bit livelier. Josh Bell as well. Um, yeah, I thought Washington were a great price here. Minus 115 on the money line for me. Uh, Noah? They keep stealing most of my handicaps. So, again, I'll, I'll have a short one here. It's, um, you, you know, Josiah Gray is going up against... Uh, a, a team that is bottom five in strikeout rate. So they're striking out at, uh, one of the most often times. Uh, they're a team that strikes out most often in the MLB. I think they're 26th. Uh, that was a long way to get there, but the point still stands. I love that K-prop idea from Munaf. And this Nationals team also is really good at hitting left-handed pitching, even though they're not necessarily like a team that jumps off the page. Um, yeah, you had all the right words there, Noah, just not necessarily in the right order. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm good like idea. that sometimes. I'm more of a writer than a speaker. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It's a skill. Uh, 6.40 <laughs> Eastern first pitch. It's like a puzzle. The Atlanta Braves at the Cincinnati Reds. Who doesn't like a puzzle? Uh, Max Freed goes for Atlanta and Mike Miner goes for Cincinnati. Uh, so lefties uh, presenting both clubs here. Uh, the Braves are very short, minus 232. Uh, the Reds are plus 191. Totally ever set at nine. Uh, no, I will let you and your words uh, lead us off with the Braves at the Reds. Well, you see here, like Mike Miner, he's kind of like a 20-piece puzzle. Everybody figures him out because he's one and four <laughs> with a 771 ERA, 21 strikeouts, 10 walks, and 26.2 innings pitched so far. And um, Cincinnati, they're 7-15 and 15 this year against left-handed starting pitching, and they're 12-23 and 23 at home while Atlanta's 20-15 and 15 on the road. Atlanta is also pitching Max Freed, who's 7-2, two, 277 ERA, 92 strikeouts, 16 walks, and 94.1 innings pitched. Since his first two starts this season, he has yet to lose another game, whereas Miner, a left-handed pitcher, the Braves are one of the best left-handed hitting, left hitting lineups there is, and they're 19-8 and eight against left-handed starting pitching this year. This is one of my favorite locks of the day. I know it's huge on the money line, so just... Don't be afraid to throw them into a parlay there, a little two-piece or a three-piece on the money line. Um, Moon, I thought what the Atlanta team total be set at here. Um, what did you say the total was for the game there, Malcolm? Did you have one? Nine. I would probably guess it was probably going to be around a five and a half, especially with Mike Miner on the mound. And uh, everything that uh, Noah just said about how good their lineup is against left-handed pitching – uh, my guess would be, especially with the ace of the mound for the Atlanta, or, or ace on the mound for the Atlanta Braves, it'd probably be five and a half for the Atlanta Braves. If you're able to find a two and a half, possibly for the first five innings, maybe that's worth the look. But I, I agree with the handicap here with what um, 
Noah said. And don't be afraid to uh, lay the run line as well, minus 140 if you really want to chop that price down. Yeah. Well, again, you're just trying to find a, find a way to bet Atlanta here. Uh, team total was one I looked at, I think five and a half. Uh, perfectly acceptable. So that'll be the way uh, I'll be tackling this one. Um, a 7.05 Eastern first pitch is the Milwaukee Brewers at the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, this is Corbin Burns uh, for the Brewers against, I don't know how to pronounce his first name, Ruanzi Contreras. Uh, we'll go for, for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Milwaukee, 2-1 to one on, minus 200. Uh, Pittsburgh, a plus 170. Total here is set at 7.5. Uh, Burns is 6-4, and 2.41 ERA. He's pitched 93 and a third with 119 Ks and a 0.92 whip. Contreras, 2 and 1, 2.76 ERA, 42 and a third, 42 Ks, 1.35 whip. Uh, Burns has been lights out. Um, not that that record is 6 and 4 particularly reflects it. I think he's been a little bit unfortunate there. He's just been non stop good. Um, he will put the uh, brakes on Pittsburgh. Yeah, a Ks prop might be something. Um, he, I mean, you might. He, Eight or more is something I could even consider uh, for for Burns tomorrow in case. Again, I don't know. Either of you might be able to point me towards a line on that one. Um, I like Contreras. Um, he's given up uh, one earned run in his last two starts. Just, he's been limiting his walks, which is really important. Um, he gave up five last time um, against the Tampa Bay Rays. Did get away with it. Um, the I think the key stat here in this game is that Contreras has a 0.48 home ERA. Um, so, yeah, Contreras is the key um, if you're looking for an angle in. Uh, first five under here, I thought was a possibility for me. The seven and a half is low, but I'm happy to take that as well. Um, and also Pittsburgh on the run line. I do like taking the underdogs on the run line here. Pittsburgh have been pre fairly um, feisty this week. In Milwaukee, haven't been scoring many runs. So in a low-scoring game, even if the Brewers get the job done, uh, Pittsburgh could hang close with them. So, yeah, I was trying to get it, get at it that way, either under, first five under, or Pittsburgh on the run line. So, pay your money and take your choice on that one. Uh, they're your buckles, Noah. Uh, Contreras have been going okay. Yeah, Contreras is very talented. This is a kid that a lot of people in Pittsburgh have been excited about. And, I mean, the Milwaukee trend here is that in Five of their last six, the total has gone under. But in the last eight games that these two teams have played against each other, the under is seven of eight. Um, I think I misspoke again, like not a big surprise, but I misspoke the Milwaukee total. Um, that's over in five of their last six games. But in the last nine games that these two teams have played against each other, the under is hit in eight of them. So with that said, I'm not certain that this is going to follow the trend that the Brewers have had lately this season. I actually like the under here with these two studs on the mound. And like Malcolm said, um, they could open the strikeout prop total at like eight, and I would still probably take it on Burns. In his last four starts, he's had eight strikeouts, eight strikeouts, ten strikeouts, nine strikeouts against the Phillies, the Mets, the Cardinals, and the Blue Jays, all very good offenses. And you go to Ronzi Contreras, and as a prospect, this is a a uh, really good arm that has been striking out a lot of guys so far in the, in the majors, he's kind of had a little bit of a walk issue since he's been um, starting games. He op opened up the season as a, like a long relief uh, reliever. Um, but 
his last outing, he had five walks, but he did have four strikeouts and he had three strikeouts, two strikeout outing. This is a good arm that can have the ability to rack up three, four, five, six strikeouts in the game. If you see that prop open up at three and a half, four, when they do that on typical young arms, I would willingly take a Ronzi Contreras strikeout prop as well because this kid is talented. Okay, so strikeout props on both sides. Uh, Oakland are in the process of blowing an 11 run lead to Kansas in Moneyball uh, so I'll let you know how that ends uh, Munaf uh, where did you get to with this one yeah not much more for me to add here you guys covered all the bases here but uh, Corbin Burns in his career against the Pirates 5-0 and with a 2.78 ERA 57 strikeouts over his last four starts against the Milwaukee sorry against the Pittsburgh Pirates uh, dating back to 2020 season he's 3-0 uh, uh, he struck out at least eight batters in three out of those four starts. I think you guys are spot on with a strikeout prop here. Uh, if you want to go those strikeout props for tomorrow, the place to do it is at WinBet, uh, where make sure to use the uh, WinBet's $50 to win $200 promotion. Uh, that $50 bet will qualify you for up to 200 bucks in free bets. Uh, you can also get in on the ultimate fantasy football experience if you bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July the 31st, 2022. You'll be added with the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at the Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Uh, multiple entries are allowed. Lots to choose from. Download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change. T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or old when present in the state where faith in WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-47. That is why, is, that is why Malcolm what? has paid the big bucks there. That was a great trans, uh, a, a great whatever I'm trying to say, into the advertisement for Sleeper with the strikeout props. But if you are looking for a hitting prop, Matt Chapman, he's five for five against Corey Kluber in his career with a 1,000 batting average. He has a single, a double, or two doubles, I mean, and two home runs as well in five appearances. So um, that would be my prop play there. Your prop play. Uh, we might as well go through the rest of these then, Moon up. Uh, we're going to do our sleeper, um, our sleeper overall under props uh, for tomorrow. Um, have you got anything for us? I think you guys mentioned the the Corbin Burns strikeout prop tomorrow. That was something I was looking at. That also another one was Josiah Gray. I'll give out the Josiah Gray over strikeout props tomorrow, uh, or sorry for tomorrow. Uh, I know Sleeper doesn't have it listed yet, but I think if we give out one each, we can put together a Sleeper lineup. So I'll go with the Josiah Gray uh, over on the strikeouts. Um, yeah, I was quite hurt on my uh, handicap near the Atlanta the Cincinnati game because my bets were all going to be. Uh, home run related or therefore uh, total base related. Uh, Mike Miner has given up 3-2-1-1 and three home runs uh, in his last five starts. So get on those total base props. Um, take Ozuna, take Travis Darno, take Matt Olson, um, take three overs there, get a couple more in there. Uh, there's bases to be had for everybody. Um, so yeah, we'll fill our boots um, on there for the uh, for the sleeper over thing. Uh, if you do use the code uh, sleeper.com slash SGPMLB um, at sleeper, uh, play the overall under game. Uh, really fun to play. Get in the chat box. Um, follow your friends' picks. Um, you know the app. It's the fantasy football app that we all use. Uh, the code SGPMLB um, will get you a 
matched first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP MLB. Uh, and there uh, we've just given you a few little uh, props in there. Uh, choose your players, choose your picks, choose your stake, and you can win two to 20 times the money you put in uh, on those props. So good luck with that. Sleeper.com SGP MLB. 710 Eastern first pitch is the Texas Rangers at the New York Mets. And Glenn Otto uh, goes for Texas. Chris Bassett goes for the New York Mets. And the lines are Texas plus 155. Uh, the Mets are minus 187. Totally a set of 8.5. Um, Otto was 4-3 as an ERA of 531. 42 and a third pitched 34 Ks and a 151 whip. Um, Bassett is 6 and 5, 401 ERA, 89 and two thirds pitched 95 strikeouts and a 115 whip. Um, Lenardo's numbers on the face of it aren't very good. Um, however, I've got, I've written, I surprised myself here when I was handicapping this. Um, I've got the word however written down with a big exclamation or, um, Written next to it. He gave up six earned runs against Washington in his last start. Um, in the... How many games has he started? He started nine games, I think. Um, he gave up those six earned runs in one game. He gave up eight earned runs in another game. The rest of the starts have been perfectly serviceable. Um, he's got a 2.57 road ERA, which gives you a little bit of hope here. Um, the Mets aren't going along particularly well. Um, Bassett's given up three earned runs in his last two starts, both against Miami. He had 5.49 ERA in his last seven. He has been slightly better at home. Um, I didn't mind taking Texas in this spot. Um, the Mets are letting in a little bit of water, um, feeling the pressure, I think, of those pitching injuries. Texas are 19 and 18 on the road. Um, I wrote this down to plus 140. I'm now seeing the plus 155. Um, I think Texas are very much a live dog in this spot, Muna. Yeah, uh, I'll start with Glenn Otto. I mean, his last start, uh, it, it was a return from, I believe, uh, a little stink on the IL. Uh, he went two innings against the uh, Washington Nationals, where he did give up six earned runs to them. But um, other than that, like you mentioned, Malcolm, he's been pretty solid. Uh, he, the only other bad start over his last, I think, over his last eight starts was against Boston. But he hasn't given up more than two earned runs uh, in that span, and I believe about seven out of the last eight outings. Um I, I want to trust him here, and again, like you mentioned, the away ERA here at two point five seven. But with, with with Chris Bassett on the mound, who's kind of been struggling a little bit uh, over his last two starts, uh, giving up runs, I feel like we can probably get to an over in this game as well. Um, I think the Mets are coming off a loss, and they are one of the best teams uh, coming off of a loss so far this season. I'll try to pull that number up for you guys. Actually, it was their first time losing three games in a row all year. Yeah. Um, so their their record after a win loss, they're number one in the league at twenty one and seven, at winning at seventy five percent. So I'll, I'll lean with the Mets here. I also like the over in this game as well between these two teams because we do have good hitters on both sides of the, both sides of the plate. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I I'm gonna back. I'm gonna step right in here and back Munaf on this because I like the over too. And these two teams last matchup or last nine matchups, the over is hitting six of them. We have 16 mile an hour winds blowing out to left field here. And the Mets, they're 13 and four in their last 17 games at home. So Mets and over for me. Okay, next is a 7-10 Eastern first pitch. The Kansas City Royals and the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Brad Keller goes for Kansas City. Uh, we do not know who's going for Detroit. Uh, this is one of the 
games that Moon have shouted at me about on Slack earlier. I've got Alex Fayedo going. However, my source says Alex Fayedo pitching Friday, Saturday and Tuesday uh, for the Detroit Tigers. <laughs> so I'm not sure how reliable that information is at present. Um, Noah, you've got a bit of a bead on the Tigers. Do you have a Do you have a picture for this one? Yeah, come back to me. I'll look up a couple of the beat writers and see what they've got. Because either right. it's going to be Big Mike, Michael Pineda coming off of uh, the IL in his return, or Fayedo, who stepped into his role in the starting rotation. So I could easily see Pineda starting this game. But then again, uh, we have uh, Fayedo probable too, along with Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday too. So... Okay, uh, no lines for this uh, with the absence of a pitcher, but uh, Moonaf, um, did you get the handicap much of it? Yeah, I don't think I want to put my money behind Brad Keller in this spot. Um, <laughs> I think, I mean, over his last, I believe it's seven starts, he's pitched 35 and one third inning, and this dates from May 21st to June 22nd. 35 innings pitched, 45 hits given up, 26 earned runs, 26 strikeouts to 17 walks. In that span, the ERA of 6.62, a whip of 1.75. So you kind of see where I'm getting at. He's just not in good form right now. He did have one good start in there, which was against the Oakland A's. But again, um, that following week, he faced the Oakland A's again, and they lit him up in about three and two-thirds inning where they got five runs off of him. So I think the Tigers uh, can get the, the bats going here against Keller. Um, without knowing a pitcher, I, I, I don't want to give you a lean, but maybe a Tigers team total is something you want to look at for the first five innings. Yeah. Nothing at all for me on this one in the absence of uh, a lot of the information. Uh, Noah, I know you uh, you follow the Tigers closely. Anything to add to this? Yeah, so Michael Pineda is expected to come off the IL Friday. So I think he's going to start uh, a funny piece of information that I looked up um, here is Michael Pineda on like in our AAA system for the Toledo Mudhens put on the wrong uniform on a practice day. So he's wearing like the official uniform um, on a practice day that he was not even starting uh, <laughs> the next day. So it was just a weird little picture that somebody put out there that he was wearing an official uniform and it was kind of like a sign that he was coming up. Um and he wanted to wear the uniform one last time <laughs> for practice. Uh, my opinion, though, for this game is, honestly, I didn't think that Pineda looked that bad in his first couple of starts in a Tigers uniform. And Keller has been rough this year with that 2-9 and nine record. At home, the Tigers are actually pretty sufficient and, like, okay, I would say. Uh, Pineda, the only reason why he ended up on the IL is because he took a line drive laser shot off the nose that like broke his nose, and that's why he was on the injured list. So it didn't really affect his uh, pitching in any way, as he still did all right in his uh, rehab starts down in the AAA. So I'm gonna I'm gonna tail Pineda and the Tigers here at home. We'll see what kind of prices are we looking at for this game. I was looking up the uh, pitching status here. Nothing available yet. Okay, so we'll see. We'll see what comes out. But I, I would, I would take the Tigers until it gets to like minus one thirty and up. I'll give you a Dylan like little line there because I just don't trust Detroit minus one thirty or higher. Okay, I like it. And uh, Noah doing his own numbers. Uh, Seven ten Eastern first pitch. <laughs> the New York Yankees at the Cleveland Guardians. Garrett Cole uh, for the Yankees and Aaron Savali. Uh, for the Cleveland, uh, for Cleveland, good looking match of this one. Um, New York are short minus two fourteen. Cleveland plus one seventy seven. Total here is set at eight. 
Uh, and this is straight back to you, Noah. So I think the travel here is a little bit of a concern because the Yankees are going from New York to Houston for one game, now to Cleveland for the weekend. And Cleveland has a little bit of momentum after the walk-off against Minnesota here today. But uh, Garrett Cole is on the mound with a 6-2 and two record, 299 ERA, 111 strikeouts, 23 walks, and 87.1 innings pitched this year. He's coming off of three straight starts of six inning or uh, six innings or more in less runs with one or less runs scored in those outings. Man, I cannot talk today. But uh, for Cleveland, Aaron Savali is pitching. He's got a 2-4 and four ERA, uh, 720 or 720 ERA. Man, I cannot talk. 39 strikeouts, 13 walks, 40 innings pitched. He's got a 2-4 and four record. Uh, I think with Savali on the mound and Cole on the opposite, opposite side, um, we have to stay on this Yankees train, right, guys? Yeah, I, well, I think, yeah, you go ahead, Malcolm. Go on, enough. Uh, no, I'll go <laughs> ahead. Go. Uh, um, yeah, again, you're, you're absolutely correct about the travel spot for the uh, New York Yankees because they do have that one game here in Houston tonight, and then they have to travel to uh, Cleveland. Um, and the, you know, the momentum is correct as well. But if you kind of take a look at Garrett Cole, what he's able to have done in seven appearances against the uh, Cleveland Guardians. Four and two with a uh, 3.17 ERA of 54 strikeouts. Um, his last, uh, he had one start last year where he did get blown up in about five and two thirds inning where he did give up seven earned runs. But I'm not sure if I trust Aaron Savali against the uh, New York Yankees lineup. I mean, no. in his one start this season against them on April 24th, three innings, he uh, got blown up for six earned runs in that game. So we know what this offense is capable of. Um, of the New York Yankees, and I think the momentum also with the Cleveland Guardians, so those guys can put up runs as well. So I- I'll lean towards the over in this game. Um, every time we kind of expect Garrett Cole to go throw out and throw uh, throw a gem, he always gives up some runs early on in the games. It could be a possibly it could be a possibility here. I'm pretty sure Garrett Cole is already in Cleveland uh, for this game. There's no need for him to travel to Houston. Um, so. I'll lean with the Yankees here, but I do like the over in this game and even look at the Yankees team total as well. Um, I thought the over as well moved up. I saw a seven and a half earlier on, yeah, uh, okay. which I snapped up. Um, yeah, I, I've got written down. I think the Yankees can be good for five runs. I think Cleveland can chip in uh, three of their own. Um, Cole has been vulnerable a little bit early. And yeah, the, the Yankees haven't been um, as as potent, uh, I'd say, this week. But yeah, um, I think, yeah, just an over for me. It looked relatively straightforward. Uh, that seven and a half has moved to eight, uh, which shifted a little bit. But, um, yeah, absolutely happy taking a, a, an over on that number. Uh, eight, 10 Eastern first pitch is the D-backs against the Colorado Rockies, uh, where Merrill Kelly uh, for Arizona will take on Antonio Senzatella of Colorado. Um, close one on the lines, this Arizona. Plus 102. Colorado minus 123. Total is set at 12. What a monster that is. Um, Merrill Kelly, 6 and 5, 364. ERA has pitched 84 innings with 71 punches and a 130 whip. Uh, Sensatella, 3 and 4, 466 ERA, 58 innings pitched, 33 Ks and a 178 whip. Uh, Kelly had a great start. It's dropping off a little bit giving up four earned runs and five earned runs, two of his last three starts. Uh, he's been slightly worse uh, on the road too. Did face Colorado on May the 6th, uh, 
uh, eight and two thirds innings of one run ball. Uh, that wasn't here in Coors Field, though. Um, Senza Teller's been ugly, 529 ERA in his last seven. Um, the key to this is Senza Teller's home form, which is serviceable. Uh, 352 uh, home ERA. Um, Colorado been good enough to turn the Dodgers over twice um, at home this week. Um, they're in the middle of this long home stand, Colorado, which I think they're going to have a lot of success in. I think it might have been a 12-game home stand, uh, possibly starting last night or tonight. Um Anyway, they yeah, they've been good enough. They're twenty one and twenty at home. Um, so I saw this a plus one hundred early on. It shifted to minus one twenty three. Uh odds are fluctuating all over the place at the minute. Um I've got it written down at plus one hundred. I'll still take them uh, at minus one twenty. So yeah, I thought Colorado here. Uh, I know we like taking the Rockies at home. Uh Moon are you gonna stay on that train? Yeah, uh thing about Antonio Sensatella is here that he has three wins on the uh season so far. For the Colorado Rockies, and he has gotten all three of those wins at home. Uh, he's three and one, like you mentioned. The ERA has been good as well. But I'll throw in another uh, a little stat here as well. Since 2020, uh, at home, Antonio Sensatella is nine and four with a 3.47 ERA. We compare that to the road since 2020, three and 13 on the road, five uh, 5.20 ERA. Merrill Kelly. Um, since the 2019 season has three appearances uh, in Coors Field, in those games, he has a record of one and two with an ERA of 8.15. So, Ooh. yeah, outside in two of those games, Malcolm, he gave up six earned runs each to the uh, Colorado Rockies. The other game, he gave up four. So I'll say with the, uh, Antonio Sensatella here at home on the cheaper price, a better pitcher at home, I think this Rockies offense can get to Merrill Kelly again here, Malcolm. Uh, Noah, Colorado, three for three. You know, I was going to be on Arizona, but that last stat from Munaf changed my opinion from being on Arizona to, you know what, I just don't really want to touch this game on the money line. The thing that was speaking to me really is that Colorado is this different team at home, but Arizona has actually been flying under the radar this year. They have 34 wins. Um, and this is a very surprising team. They have Merrill Kelly on the mound who can surprise you on any given day. I was thinking that because the odds were kind of low in the favor of Colorado, that they would be a pretty public play. And that's why I was going to be on Arizona just with Merrill Kelly's success against the Rockies that Munaf just pointed out. Um, or lack of success, I think I'll just stay away from this game. I'm just, I'm just feeling very, very public Colorado Rockies today. Um, as you were given that, Ian Anderson is single-handedly a blowing up my dogs from last <laughs> night's podcast uh, in the top, uh, in the bottom of the second inning, and also blowing up my fantasy matchup in the DJ's league this week. Uh, so thanks for that, Ian Anderson. Philadelphia four-one up um, with no outs in the bottom of the second in that one. Um, We'll move on to an 8-10 Eastern first pitch, the LA Angels at the Houston Astros. Michael Lorenzen uh, for the LA Angels and Christian Javier uh, for Moonaf's hometown Houston Astros, uh, who are a minus 138 favourite. Uh, the Angels at plus 117. Moonaf, you can take it away with uh, with Houston. Yeah, a uh, little AOS uh, matchup for this weekend between these two teams. Uh, I'll start with Michael Lorenzen. Six and five so far this year. He has a 4.24 ERA. Um, Angels, you know, they've, uh, it's, it's, 
it's not good, I'll say that much. I mean, they get off to a great start, but they have really regressed over the last two months um, as far as winning games, obviously. But uh, his last start, three innings, he gave up two earned runs to Seattle. Previous start, he went up against the Seattle Mariners again on the road. Five innings, gave up seven earned runs in that game as well. Lorenzen on the road so far this year, he's 2-3 and three with a 6.14 ERA, a whip of 1.47. On the other side, Christian Javier has been pretty solid for the Houston Astros. 5-3 and three so far on the season with a 2.73 ERA um, at home so far this year. He has a record of 3-2 uh, and two with a 1.95 ERA. So I like seeing that. Whip is below one at home as well for Christian Javier. And I'll throw this out there as well. In his career since his uh, 2020 season, uh, Christian Javier is 2-0 and with a 2.18 ERA against the Angels. 28 strikeouts and six appearances. See, he's had starts in the in those six appearances. He's also had some uh, time out of the bullpen, so he's very familiar with this team um, and this batting lineup for the um, for the LA Angels. And I was trying to pull up Michael Lorenzen's numbers against the Houston Astros. I think that he had a start this season. Yeah, uh, one start this season, which was back on April 18th in Houston. Three and one-third innings pitched. The uh, Astros got him for four earned runs in that game. So I'll go with the run line here for the Houston Astros in the first five innings. I really do like what Christian Javier has been able to do for this Astros team. And like I mentioned, uh, like Michael Lorenzen uh, got roughed up by this Astros team in that home start um, back in Houston on uh, April 18th. So Astros run line first five innings. I'll probably look at the Astros uh, team total in this game as well. I uh, do want to throw out there, keep in mind for the two injuries that did happen for the Houston Astros, uh, Jeremy Pena, their replacement for Carlos Correa. He was, uh, the last thing I read from a beat writer, he was in full uniform in the dugout tonight against the Yankees, so that's a good sign. We're still waiting on more news from about Jordan Alvarez. I think they were both in the concussion protocol. Yeah. Um, so hopefully that's more preventative maintenance uh, than anything else. Uh, Noah, Angels, the Astros. So Christian Javier is on my fantasy team. And now I remember the last time that I was very high on a guy and he threw a no-hitter. Javier just participated in a no-hitter. And you expect that these are like huge letdown spots. Moonoff, um, you're paying attention to this Astros team a little bit more than all three of us, being that you're in the backyard. Do you think that this could be just a letdown spot for Javier? I don't think so. Um, he has a great history against the, you know, the LA Angels. And, you know, I, I'm, if this was on the road, I could see it that way. But, um, I just feel like that the the ERA that he has at home this so far this year, it's um, been great. Yeah, it's been great, right? It's below two. The WHIP is below one as well. So, if it was on the road, I think I would agree with you. But him being at home in Minute Park, where it's not a travel situation for the for the Houston Astros, like it is for the New York Yankees, who are in Houston, that have to travel to Cleveland, um, I'm comfortable with Christian back in Christian Javier. Yeah, he's been a nice little find for my squad because he fits in the reliever uh, spot as well still. Um, inside the juice box, the Astros, they're 41 and 18 uh, as a favorite this year. Um, that's not inside the, of course, because my speaking is just terrible today. They're 41 and 18 when they open as a home favorite. No, not home favorite, as a favorite. At home, they're 20 and 11. But we've kind of been sleeping on this team a little bit when it comes to the totals. They're under. Um, at home, they're 11 and 18. So 11 for the over, 18 for the under. And overall, 
the over is only hitting 24 of of uh they have 24 hits on the over 45 hits on the under so that's over 20 games where the under is hit compared to the over so i feel like this is just a team that we've been completely sleeping on not necessarily applies to this game it's just something that i found in some of my research on the astros today well, I'm not sleeping on that under tomorrow, Noah, because that is my pick here. Uh, hey. Under eight and a half. Slightly juice minus 120. Um, no surprise, really, because I, I like what um, Javier's been doing. Took that no-hitter into the seventh last time out. And you all know that I like Michael Lorenzen, and uh, I'll keep I'll keep backing my guys here. Um, I'll tell him so, Malcolm yeah, on that. I thought the, um, the Astros lineup might be a little bit short as well. I did factor in uh, the possibility that Alvarez would be missing in, and Pena. Uh, and the Angels are just a little bit broken. So, yeah, I'm happy to crack on with the under eight and a half um, at minus 120. Uh, next game is an 8-10 Eastern first pitch. The Baltimore Orioles and the Minnesota Twins. Spencer Watkins, I think his name is for Baltimore, uh, is on the hill. And Joe Ryan goes for Minnesota. Uh, Baltimore are plus 180. Minnesota, another uh, shorter than two to one. Home jolly here. Uh, minus 216 uh, for the Twins. Total is at eight and a half. Uh, and this one belongs to Noah. Sorry, I was looking at my phone. What game are we doing? It's the Baltimore-Minnesota game. Yeah, no no strong ten, uh, trends currently for both teams, but there are both notable under teams this year. Uh, Minnesota's kind of fixed that trend, so I can't really give that out anymore. Uh, the Orioles, they had a day head start in travel from Seattle to the Twin City, whereas Minnesota, they just got walked off in an afternoon game against Cleveland and now have to retreat back to home against the pesky O's team. Uh, Baltimore, they'll be starting Spencer Watkins. That's Spencer with an S and not with a C. Uh, he's one and one on the year with a 514 ERA, 18 strikeouts, 16 walks in 35.2 innings pitched. He only goes about four or five innings in each of his starts, but his last effort was five innings of shutout ball against the White Sox. And for Minnesota, I've got, uh, I, I, I mean, I think that Watkins walks too many guys and I'm not too confident in their bullpen in Baltimore. So I'm thinking we have to ride the twins with Joe Ryan on the mound here uh, for Minnesota. Who's been solid for most of the year guys. What do you think? Um, I think Ian Anderson been getting the seat. That's what I think. Uh, seven, one Philly uh, in the bottom of the second <laughs> moon up. What hey, do you think about, what uh, Malcolm, about? We were, we were talking in the group chat before this and we were saying how uh, you gave out a minus one Oh five dog and the line had moved to plus one thirty. Yeah, and, and then I flexed on that. And moon up. What, <laughs> what did we say? What did I say? I it means it probably is going to lose. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'm just trying yeah. to. I'm just, I'm here to help Malcolm. But we just, just we tried to warn. I don't know what to do. Me, me, and Dylan were on Philly, and we tried to warn. Uh, let me it's start with uh, uh, Joe Ryan here, guys, for this game. Uh, you know, he got off to a great start for this uh, Minnesota Twins rotation, but over the last three games against Colorado, against the Guardians, and against the Mariners, he's given up at least three earned runs in each of those games. He's only made it past the fifth inning in one of those games. Um, so a little bit of uh, regression for uh, Joe Ryan at home, 3.66 ERA with a 1.19 WHIP. Uh, Spencer Watkins, you talked about it, uh, Noah. There that you know he, I think he struggles more um, 
at home versus on the road, but he still has a 4.82 ERA on the road. So I think the uh, Twins offense is starting to figure some things out. The guys are healthy. Um, that that top three with Correa, with uh, Bunkson, and uh, Luis Arez, I mean, those guys, are that, that's, that's really underrated. I don't think we're talking about that enough. So uh, I think that they can get some runs. Uh, on those guys, these two teams did match up. Where Spencer Watkins pitched against this Twins team back on May fifth, he gave up three earned runs in four and two thirds. And then Joe Ryan also also faced um, the uh, Baltimore Orioles, I believe. When was that date? Yeah, back on May third, he gave up two earned runs in four and two thirds. So if this first five total guys comes out at four and a half, I'm gonna be looking at the over in that. But as far as the side, I probably side with the Twins here because I feel like. Um, uh, even though they had those back-to-back -back losses off of walk-offs, I feel like they're in good form here. And, and I think the Twins have been one of the most profitable teams within the first five. So give me the Twins' first five money line and their team total over as well. You touched on it a little bit. You have to commend Byron Buxton for all the injury issues he's had so far this year. He just hit his 20th home run yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you know that Baltimore have improved their playoff odds this season? Uh <laughs> they started the season with a 0.2 chance of making the playoffs. Uh, they currently have a 0.4 chance of making the playoffs. So uh, go Orioles. Um, <laughs> Malcolm, I have I a crazy down... stat for you that I read off on the other podcast the other day. Did you hear it? Hit me. Yes. A about the Orioles? You did hear it? Yeah. yeah no, I didn't crazy. hear it. I wanted to hear it. Okay. At 14 and 10 with two games left in June. So I think they only have one game left. And no, they don't have a game left in June. So either way, they've locked up their first winning calendar month with the minimum of five games played in said month. They went 17 and 12 this month. Uh, or no, no, no. They went 14 and 12 this month. And since August 2017, where they went 17 and 12, in that span since September 2017, to May 2022, every other team had at least two winning months. The Astros had 23 of them. This is the Orioles' first winning month in that span. Well, you see, it's not all bad news. Uh, <laughs> they've doubled the playoff odds uh, so far this season. I quite like um, Spencer Watkins being able to keep this one tight here. Um, he's had some difficult opposition. He's faced the Yankees, the Rays, the White Sox, um, in his last three starts. He actually pitched well against the White Sox, gave up no earned runs uh, over five innings. I didn't have a line here. Uh, I like Joe Ryan. Uh, first five under was going to be my play here. Uh, like I say, I like Ryan and Watkins can keep it tight. Uh, so let's get this one at nothing-nothing uh, through five. Okay, well, and before we move on to the last couple of... Over. Yeah, I know. It's all right, Moonaf. Don't worry. Okay, uh, we'll go ahead to We'll go ahead to head something. Something for everybody to enjoy. Um, IP Vanish. Um, browsing online using incognito mode does not actually protect your privacy uh, without the added security. You might as well throw away all your data, uh, give it to the hackers, advertisers, ISP, and other prying eyes. Um, that's why at the SGPN, we use IP Vanish VPN, which makes it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. It encrypts 100% of your data, communications, browsing history, passwords, private details, uh, physical location, all of those things. Uh, you can use IP Vanish on all of your devices. You can use it on your Fire Stick when you're streaming. Uh, unlimited laptops, tablets, etc. Phones, 
Um, and IP Vanish offering uh, 70% off the yearly plan uh, with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Dead easy to use. Click of a button and you're covered. So take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. Go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use the promo code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. Three games to go. 10-10 Eastern first pitch. The San Diego Padres at the LA Dodgers. Blake Snell gets the start for San Diego and Tony Gonsolin for the LA Dodgers. Uh, San Diego are plus 145. The Dodgers are minus 170. Totally a set at uh, seven and a half. This line's moved dramatically as well, which is balls up my handicap ever slightly. Um, relatively straightforward, this. You've got a pitcher whose record is 0 and 5, and you've got a pitcher whose record is 9 and 0. Uh, Snell, 0 and 5, 560 ERA, 35 and a third, 38 strikeouts and a 144 whip. in 9 and 0, uh, 158 ERA, 74 and in 69 punches. 0.85 with uh, Snell seven games into his season. Now he is struggling. Um, this is the worst matchup of the week, really, for San Diego. San Diego trying to put a little bit of a squeeze on the Dodgers this week uh, and had some uh, pitchers lined up to do it. I think Noel pointed that out last night on the pod. Um, this, however, isn't a good matchup. Um, Gonson keeps getting better. Um, I put out an article last week on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Uh, and fetched out some fancy price winners for some of the wards. And Gunston at twenty to one um, was was a was a pick that I made there. Now I had the Dodgers written down here at minus one forty, which was a backable price. Minus one seventy isn't. So at this point, I can't give it out as a play, but I've got nothing else handicap. Uh, so let's see if Moonaf uh, can help us out with this Padres at Dodgers game. Yeah, uh, Tony Gonsolin has turned into what Julio Urias was last year for the uh, uh, Los Angeles Dodgers, right? Because last year, he, I think he led the National League in hit, uh, in wins. His ERA was one of the best as well for the um, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. And uh, despite how bad Blake Snell has been against the, or the season so far since he's 0-5, he's pretty been pretty good against the LA Dodgers. In six appearances, he's 1-0 with a 1.75 ERA. 33 strikeouts in those six appearances and you know we know what like you just mentioned tony gonsolin i don't need to get into the numbers of that but um i think i kind of do like the under in this game here malcolm um i also lean with probably the run line here for the uh for the dodgers as well but i think my favorite play in this game is probably going to be the under uh between the padres and the dodgers noah could you find a way of getting behind the padres here yeah, I'm going to tail Moonoff in the under here. And I kind of gave away my thinking about this whole series. I really like the way that this uh, uh, rotation sets up for the Padres here. And these four games against Dodgers, all four of them are very, very important. Even though Snell hasn't had the greatest start to his year, um, I still think that I mean, I have Gonsolin on my fantasy team, and to me, to say that I'm going to go up against him means quite a bit. So I, I think that there's quite a bit of value on the Padres here just because of how big this game means to both squads. I, I think that it's going to be a very close, low-scoring game, and at that point, they have a puncher's chance. I, I don't like that under at all, by the way, but uh, it's your own. 10-10 uh, Eastern first pitch, the Oakland Athletics and the Seattle Mariners is James Caprillian for the A's and Marco Gonzalez, the lefty, 
goes for Seattle, who are a minus 205. Uh, short price favourite, Oakland plus 170. Total here is at seven and a half. Uh, Moonaf takes away with Oakland at Seattle. Yeah, Oakland and Seattle, uh, not one of the more popular games for the weekend, right? But um, James Caprillion, uh, he hasn't been great so far. We talked a lot about him last season, Malcolm, but uh, this season, 5.88 ERA with a whip of 1.42 so far for the A's on the road. Numbers are pretty much the same, 5.46 ERA with a whip of 1.42. Um, I think the one thing that I kind of have pause about this game is, you know, the suspensions, and we're all kind of just waiting for what's going to happen for the... Um, they just enacted them today. Oh, they did? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I still think that Caprillion's just... He, he's not in good form right now. I'll just put it that way. I mean, he's given up at least three earned runs in almost every single one of his starts so far over his past seven uh, starts, but... He faced his Seattle team back on June 21st at home where he, he was pretty good. He went five in the third inning, gave up five hits, two earned runs, seven strikeouts in that game. He did take the loss in the game, though. Um, Marco Gonzalez on the mound for the uh, Seattle Mariners. So far this season, he has a record of um, – just had it in front of me. Give me a second here. Yeah, four and eight. Uh, but the ERA has been pretty good, 3.31 for the Seattle Mariners. Um Left-handed pitcher, as we know, at home so far this year. He has a 2-3 and three record with a 3.32 ERA. He faced this um, Oakland A's team back on June 21st in Oakland, where he was pretty solid. Seven innings uh, pitched, only allowed two earned runs in that game, seven hits. He also faced them back on May 23rd at home, five and a third inning. Did allow five earned runs in that game and eight hits. I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little contrarian here. Contrarian here. Give me the Oakland A's first five innings money line here. I think that they can. Um, we saw them get ahead in the Yankee series. I almost said I think all three of those games. Um, and I think that you no, know, without some of the key guys for the Seattle Mariners, I think they can put up some runs here. Maybe Caprillion uh, carries that success that he had in his last start against the Mariners in this start. So I'll go with the A's money line here. Okay, uh, Noah, Oakland A's for you. I'm going to go with a simpler total and I'm going to go over the seven and a half. I think that both runs won't or both teams should be able to put up some runs in this game. And just to review some of the suspensions, Jesse Winker has seven games and that starts June 30th. Um, JP Crawford, five games and Julio Rodriguez, the J rod show. He's got two games. So all enacted June 30th. Uh, the um, angels interpret. I got a couple of games. I don't know what he was fighting about, uh, but yeah. Uh, he he and Shohei grabbed somebody off to the side and just tapped him on the shoulder. I'm surprised he got a game. Yeah, uh, Shohei was it was a very polite uh, intervention that he made. <laughs> um, I'm going to disappoint you here, Moonaf, because I've written down the Oakland A's here. Um, at plus oh, 170. Also on the run line, um, minus 125. There's no way Marco Gonzalez and the Mariners should be a minus um, 205 against anyone at the minute. A little um, loony. They haven't been very good. Um, Going to miss a couple of players. And I haven't um, minded Caprillion's last couple of starts. I think he's been okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I was going to take a punt. Looking for a big dog. Um, so, where uh, Moonaf's got them first five, I'll take them outright. And I'll also take Oakland on the run line. Uh, last game is the Chicago White Sox and the San Francisco Giants, which will uh, pitch at 10.15 Eastern time. Uh, Lance Lynn. Is going for the Chicago White Sox. And Alex Cobb goes for the Giants. 
Uh, the White Sox are plus 125. The Giants are minus 145. Totalia is set at eight. Uh, Noah, take it away with the White Sox and the Giants. Our last game. So the Tonka Trunk makes an appearance for the White Sox in the Bay Area, where Lance Lynn this year is 1-1 one one with a 6-19 ERA, 17 strikeouts, only three walks, and 16 innings pitched. And three starts since his return from knee surgery, it's not been as good as he would have liked, I would say. And bumping for the Giants is Alex Cobb, who's on his literal last start for my squad. If he flops, I'm just going to give him the scissors from my fantasy team. Um I get it. If you want to keep fading Tony LaRusso's White Sox squad, uh, this is a nice spot for them. I'm I'm thinking about taking the White Sox on the money line here. Um, Giants not in great form, I would say, after dropping one to the Tigers this week. Um, and then the White Sox coming into town. You never know what they're going to give you. They're like a box of chocolates. So I'll let you guys uh, take this one over. <laughs> Mood up, White Sox at the Giants. Um, Yeah, I don't have much for this game either. Um, Lance Lynn is going to be on the mound. He's been struggling since he returned from the IL uh, for the Chicago White Sox. Uh, So far on the season, 1-1 with a 6.19 ERA. Um, I don't know. I want to lean towards the over in a game like this, but I can see it going both ways. He's given up at least three runs in every single one of the starts so far. He even struggled against the Baltimore Orioles, six and two-thirds. Uh, gave up five earned runs in that game as well. He's given up the long ball in every single one of the games so far since he's returned from the uh, IL from the beginning of the season. So I- I'm not sure if I can trust the Giants' offense to put up some runs here against um, uh, Lance Lynn just because they have been struggling offensively for me. Um I don't want to force a pick here. If I had to pick, I would probably lean with the over, but nothing definitive. I am seeing the wind is blowing out 13 miles per hour, so that can only just help the over. No, you've got it right, Moon. After the over is the correct answer. You're dancing okay, so around it, but you've... Uh... Oh. <laughs> oh, what a one. Uh, yeah, both pitchers here can contribute to this one. Um the White Sox are batting a little bit better, but yeah, um, I just thought, yeah, both would... Both can score a few runs. Both will give up. Uh, the win's going to help. Uh, we will get to over eight. Uh, slightly just minus 110. Um, okay, lock and dog picks uh, to come momentarily. I'm just going to recap our sleeper picks uh, from earlier on. There's a little sleeper over or under game uh, over there. Muna uh, is taking over on the Jojo Gray strikeout props uh, in the uh, Washington Nationals Miami Marlins game. Uh, Noah is taking Matt Chapman hits. Uh, and my advice was to get any Atlanta Braves uh, total bases. Um, Travis Darno, uh, Marcelo Zuna, uh, Matt Olson with the names are checked. Uh, if you so want another, we like. If you want another key yes. prop, that Burns one's very enticing too. Yeah. Okay, and you mentioned Contreras as well. Yeah. Uh, so there's plenty, plenty to get involved with. Uh, over there on sleeper. A nice little five-legger. Go get the three-leg yeah. merchandise, though, on SGPN. <laughs> sleeper, yeah. Uh, the new merch looks absolutely brilliant. Um, I have mentally spent about $900 so far. Uh, I'll see how much I actually spend uh, when I get to go shopping. Uh, right, lock and dog time. I think you forced me to lead off last night. Um, so we'll send it over to the OG. Munath, um, what have you got? Yeah, for my lock, let's go with the Colorado Rockies with Antonio Sensatella on the mound against Merrill Kelly. We kind of went over the numbers, how Merrill Kelly has struggled at Coors Field. 
Sensatella, this uh, or since 2020, like I said, he's been nine and four with a respectable ERA, especially at Coors Field. So uh, I'll go with the Colorado Colorado Rockies as my lock, minus 115 on the money line. For my dog, um, let's see here. Um, uh, the Braves, I was going to take the run line there, but uh, let's go. Hmm. Not much to my liking here as far as a dog. Um, hmm, hmm. You know what? Let's go with the Oakland A's first five uh, innings money line, like I mentioned. Um, that number's not out yet, but I'm I'm, I'm very confident that it is going to be a plus price because they are plus 160 for the game. Um, you know, without those, we talked about the suspensions. No one mentioned the guys that are going to be out. Uh, Oakland A's, you know, they, they've been a feisty bunch, especially in that first five innings. It's where really that bullpen has really been blowing it up for them and losing the, in the leads and losing the games. And we saw that as a prime example in the New York Yankees series. So I'll go with the Oakland A's first five inning money line as my dog for the Friday games. Uh, Moneyball finished. Oakland lost. Uh, Noah, what's your lock and dog for tomorrow? <laughs> That was a lock because I've seen that movie a couple of times already. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, my lock. Um, go look at the graphic for that we put out because I'm not 100% confident in these lock and dog. I might go with some props. Um, just throwing that out there. But my lock here is going to be I like uh, the Cardinals minus 125. And for my dog, I'm going to give out the White Sox for the podcast at plus 125. Um, again, go check check that graphic because I can guarantee you the White Sox one probably won't be on there. <laughs> um, I had a couple of locks, but that price, the first one was the cards, but um, that price, I was, it bandying around all over the place. You're, you're uh, claiming a, a 125 there. I'm seeing near a 145. Wow. Um, so I'll leave that one. Um, yeah, I really like... Um, Washington Nationals, I really like Josiah Gray. Um, Unaf's already put up his uh, strikeout props. Uh, Rogers is struggling. Um, Jazz Chisholm's gone to the IL for Miami. There's loads of pointers here. Um, so, yeah, strong feeling here. I'm going to lock up uh, the Washington Nationals at minus 115. And I love my dog, uh, the Texas Rangers, to go into uh, the New York Mets and win at a price of plus 150-something. Um, I'm taking Glenn Otto's two horrible starts out. I'm throwing them away. Uh, is Rodi is good? Uh, Mets are in a little bit of a funk. Uh, Texas can turn them over tomorrow. Uh, so take the Rangers at plus 150-odd. Um, has anything nuts happened in the basketball, Moonaf, in the hour? Because your, your eyes have been doing the crazy tennis thing. I just updated my lines, too. I have minus 153 on the Cardinals now. So. Oh, dear. Someone's listening. The FBI, yeah. I don't know. Uh, what's moved up? No, nothing crazy yet. Uh, we're just kind of waiting for the Kevin Durant and Kyrie situation to kind of be figured out, but uh, not, not nothing, uh, nothing too crazy yet. Cool. Well, cheers, boys. Uh, Noah, thank you very much. Enjoy your uh, little stay up there by the lake. Um, the Da Vinci Codes just come on the telly, so I'll let you know how that works out tomorrow. Uh, moving off, enjoy the basketball. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we do appreciate it. Go and check out the merch store. Uh, loads of good stuff over there. Uh, the boys have been working really hard. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Uh, we'll be back over the weekend uh, in some variation of the team here. And until then, we'll see you down the road. Cheers. <laughs>